Cannabis Agenda, your weekly source for cannabis-related news and informed discussion. We podcast for an hour every Monday covering topics related to cannabis legalization, medical marijuana, and market-related information. You can follow online with us at CannabisAgenda.com. And now, your hosts, Jamie Cass and Mark Green. <laughs> Oh Back yeah, again, a bit tardy. Sorry about Woo. that, folks. We made it. We're here. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, things are rolling fast. Man, I tell you what, your holiday's almost over, and I just got to tell everyone out there, just so you know, marijuana is still definitely illegal for all of you. You may there's probably someone sitting pretty somewhere thinking, "Man, I'm so glad this is legal now." You're wrong. It's not. It's not. Not legal. We're here. To, we're here to tell you why. We're here to help try and change it. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what we do. What do we do here, man? What do we do on this the cannabis agenda? Our very own brand of activistainment here. We discuss, <laughs> um, dissect, mm, argue. Even we just, uh, you know, try to inform people about issues related to cannabis. Pretty much all things cannabis. Um, most of the time, we agree. Sometimes we disagree. That's uh, it's healthy for the discussion. And uh, we hope that we can motivate individuals out there to stand up and take some positive steps toward change. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously care enough about this issue um, where it would be certainly appropriate for you to stand up and do something about it. So hopefully uh, you get that notion. And that's just kind of what we do. That's right. That is what we do. Uh, we do a little news deconstruction also in the process. We'll, we'll cover some stories that we think are outrageous, uh, especially <laughs> when they highlight um, marijuana use or, uh, uh, you know, like super big time grow operations. Sophisticated. Yeah, we like to cover sophisticated grow ops throughout the country. Um, it's really funny. <laughs> when like a community that's not used to pot growing busts a pot grow the stories the news stories are are, are, are great <laughs> um we cover those it's probably not so great for all the people involved but we cover the media's sensationalism of uh of uh pretty you know non-violent petty marijuana crimes so mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah, that's that's basically what we do. We br- try to relate you what we think is most important news uh, since our last podcast, which is typically a week. We usually run this show. Uh, we usually have it available on Monday sometime uh, this week. It'll probably be available tonight, Wednesday night. Um, that happens sometimes as well. Uh, we are complete. I mean, we we. We, do, we make no money doing this. This is totally still a uh, grassroots sort of thing that we've just put the energy into um, for about a year now. We're, we're, we're moving on a year now, this uh, idea. Yeah, we've, well, right. The idea's been around longer than a year now. February. I mean, Yeah, I think we started recording in February. Um, mm-hmm. and we didn't even release the podcast until May, um, like mid-May or something, right? Isn't that right, Cox? Yeah, wasn't it the 16th? the 16th on the 16th or something like that 16th of may so like right right in the middle of May. yeah so we recorded for we started on the 16th show no wasn't it sweet 16 well we that's when we started letting releasing it to the public right right? yeah yeah i thought that's what you're asking yeah that's what i was asking and i'm not sure you you we started recording in february i think right early february something Uh like that. yeah yeah totally so it's coming up on a year that we've been recording it That's is. Awesome. And it went fast. 
Yeah, it's gone really fast. I mean, and when you think about it like that, we didn't even release the the site really and the shows to the public until May. That means, I mean, our, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. We Heck are yeah. so happy that you yep. found us, um, and we really appreciate all of your participation because you guys are starting to help us even more now when it comes to digging stories. Please keep sending them in from your local area. Uh, hey, we should talk about this for a minute, shouldn't we? We are now considering having a a, a, a sponsor for each episode. Um, What's the idea? What's the idea here, fellas? Are we trying to like uh, trying to make money, or are we just trying to like get some of our costs covered here? Yeah, get some of you know we got some equipment costs and server hosting costs and uh, that kind of stuff. So we're just hoping maybe we can find um, some like-minded uh, people who want to get their products in front of uh, some cannabis consumers. And at this point, what we would be doing is we would be. Uh, you know, you, you, you donate some money to us and we would mention your, uh, your business, uh, at the top in the middle and at the bottom of the show. Uh, we would not, we're not going to produce, uh, advertisements starting at least right now. We're not even considering that currently, right? Cogs? No, yeah, we're just going to do a, uh, you know, I think they call it like a context, a contextual mention. It'll be within, within the programming of the show. We won't take a break for advertising. Gotcha. So we'll just mention it at the top, in the middle, at the bottom, and that'll be uh, that would be what we would do. So if you guys are interested, if anyone's interested in that, please uh, email us. Um, I will be we'll be getting to uh, we'll be getting to all the contact uh, information in just a minute. But I think it's time to let y'all know what's going to be on today's agenda. What do we got today, Jamie? Oh, let me see here. We got a we got a pretty decent show wrapping in um, the the story of the moment. Um, unfortunately, um, Arizona gunman um, causing some havoc down there. Um, wow. Who knew it might have something to do with pot. Imagine that. Let's uh, yeah, we'll check it out. Talk about that a little bit more. Um, moving down to California. There's some stuff going on in San Luis Obispo County. Um, I think you're going to explain a little bit about that to us. Um, mm-hmm. headed over to the national spotlight today. We got some, some really curious action on the, on the, on the part of the DEA looking to get some medical records for, uh, seven patients in Michigan, um, medical marijuana patients uh, in Michigan. Uh, we have a clip and uh, talk a little bit about that. Um, also, the first drug war killing of two, 2011 um, has happened. Um, I like to uh, keep that already out there. It's already happened, man. Um, you know what? That was the story about the first one. Since then, there's probably been at least one or more other ones. Um, that's the the brutal and ugly truth of it all. Um, heading into the international weedscape, um, people are standing up against this kind of stuff um, all over our nation, but not just ours, um, globally as well. Um, Buenos Aires, I think about a thousand, a little over a thousand people uh, marched um, in support of cannabis. Um, activists down there in Buenos Aires uh, ending up at their uh, um, congressional building. I don't know what their 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 building is called. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit more in detail. Um, down the road, East Coast, uh, Maine is uh, finally their their program is uh, has taken effect. Their medical statewide medical marijuana law has taken effect um, upon the turn of the year. So that's a it's an amazing thing for them. A big step forward. Um, they're looking with great anticipation. They're a little nervous, a little excited. You know, we'll uh, keep covering it, see how things go. Um, 
And topics barely worth any of our time, unfortunately. Uh, Michelle Leonhardt, um, not a big surprise, was unanimously confirmed as the head of the DEA. Look for much more gnarliness down the road, um, thanks to that young lady. Um, today on the Cannabis Etiquette, um, which is a positive and fun segment that we do, hopefully washing out the reality of Michelle Leonhardt for a moment, um, I think we're going to talk about, I don't know, we'll talk about what we're going to talk about. How about that one for, for organic? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a little walk down the, well, you know, the red carpet where all the stars go. We're going to take a walk on the, down the green carpet. Um, Montel Williams was arrested again recently. Um, got in a little trouble at the airport. Talk about that. Um, cannabis and sports, I think he got a little feature for us, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, yeah, a little, little Washington State pot story, basketball yeah. player, Reggie Moore. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ah, Reggie Moore. Um, he's a wazoo guy, right? I, yeah. I guess that's what like, they call them up there. Yeah, uh, Washington, Washington State. State anyway, yeah, he'll fill us in on what's going on with that. Probably an ugly story. I'm not familiar with that story just yet, but we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, down in Florida, there's some crazy stuff you're going to tell us about going on with their budget realignment. Unsurpri- uh, kind of they uh, surprising. The drugs are they axed their state drugs are the office no longer exists. Wow. Hello. Yep. There's a model right. for the nation. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cogs, I think he's going to be, if we can get him to, if he's kind enough, we'll get him to chime in about some uh, uh, Sensi stock market update, give you some uh, business. Uh, I think we have a good story about weedmaps.com today. Remember we covered them, guys? You've ever been there? It's a cool site. It's good to check out. Um, mm-hmm. Let me see here. Um, Rocky Mountain High. Got a few stories out there. Uh, there's an advocacy group called the Patient and Caregivers Rights Litigation Project that have filed a challenge to uh, uh, two different separate me- medical marijuana laws in their state that say they say uh, hinders uh, patient or you know steps on patients' rights. Um, so that's a cool that's a cool thing going on. It's unfortunate they had to do that, but you know we'll uh, explain a little more about it. Um, does does MedPot uh, affect teen use in Denver? I don't know. They're doing a study. They're checking it out. They're going to try to find out if it, if they can find any kind of causal effect or connection there um, with an increase uh, in teen usage or even a decrease or if it even affects at all. So I don't know. We don't really have a problem with that, but um, I hope they, they just do honest, you know, if it's honest data that they're using, then, then I think it'll come out okay. Um, there's a Democrat over there in Boulder. He's a U.S. representative. I think we're going to talk to him. What's his name? Polis. Jared Polis. Yep. Yeah. He wants to. Uh, he wants to push a decrim- decriminalization bill through the new Congress. Uh, That's we'll, a federal, we'll, right? Yep. Federal. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. Well, uh, I look for. I personally look forward to hearing that story. Um, let me see. As far as Midwest, uh, I don't know. The Illinois House rejected our medical marijuana legislation. It flew through everything. It was just, uh, it's ridiculous. And then I'm going to share that unfortunate news with y'all. Um, let me see. And from the research bin, wrapping us up there, let me see. Synthetic cannabis, you know that shit they call synthetic cannabis. It's really just some mm-hmm. sort of. I don't even know what kind of plant matter, and they spray these chemicals, synthetic chemicals on it, and then they try to say it's fake pot, which, of course, we've talked about on the show. It's ridiculous, and uh, there's really no comparison. But anyway, uh, there's some studies done on that now where they're saying they've identified some known cancer-causing agents that are included in that that 
little spray mix that they put on there. So uh, we'll report on that a little bit more. And I think we have a clip for the end of the show today, uh, ending up with uh, Reason TV. I love those guys. And uh, Rob Campia from MPP talking about, uh, um, well, we'll just let you wait for that. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. So anyway, all together, that's uh, looks like it's going to prove out to be a pretty decent show. So that's uh, what's going to be on today's agenda. Um, mm-hmm. We really, really appreciate all the participation we've been getting from you guys. Like I mentioned a little earlier, um, you can you can keep up with us at uh, cannab- at our website cannabisagenda.com. Uh, email us anytime info at cannabisagenda.com with your uh, suggestions, with your opinion, with your criticisms, with ideas. With news stories from your area that are difficult for us to dig, we really appreciate that kind of help. Um, whatever you want to communicate with us about, please email us. You can also call 707-654-CAN, which is C-A-N-N-2266. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, easiest way to keep up with this is on iTunes. Um, you should uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and then they're downloaded into your player when they're available. It makes it pretty easy and convenient. Also, rate us on iTunes if you can. It really helps us out. Um, and uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook as well, so uh, suggest us to your friends on there. Um, and please check us out on the social network sites. Uh, we did get some emails this week, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We did. Does anybody have the name of that uh, the lady from Michigan that, that contacted us? I don't yeah, have that up in front of me. It was uh, Charmy. Let me see if I got her last name here. Charmy Char- uh, Golson. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and she she's 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 <laughs> she's involved. That's for sure. She's uh, legit. Yeah, totally. We'd love to get her on the show some uh, uh, on an upcoming show, and uh, we'll Michiganite we'll do our best to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll Michiganite. Be you soon, if you are listening, we'll be contacting yeah. you soon. We appreciate it, and uh, we also got the uh, the messages and the voicemails. From Virginia, Virginia. Hey, man, we appreciate it. We're glad that uh, you're. We're glad you like the show. Uh, we sure. do the best we can to uh, to provide you with you know kind of a good good uh, synthesis of, of news and stuff. So yeah, we're really glad you're listening. And um, um, yeah, man, thanks, sir. Thanks for uh, getting involved in the cause. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what else do we get? Any other? Are we good? That looks like that's a, that, that might looks, be it from uh, from the I listeners. Was, yeah, I think so. Those are the most the most. Yeah, we do have one announcement before we move into the 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 top story. Oh, yeah, that's like true. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, there's a new website out there that it's called marijuanapodcasts.com. Um, and if you're into listening to cannabis related programming uh, on the internet, marijuanapodcasts.com is the place for you. Um, mm-hmm. it is an aggregator of all of the cannabis related, or it's really not all of them, but, uh, definitely the, the top cannabis related podcasts on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. As soon as uh, an episode comes out, it's listed right there in reverse chronological order. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, um, good resource. Very cool. Yeah. And I know the, uh, the creator of that site is, uh, yeah, he's a pretty good guy. All right. I'll, that dude? I'll take the credit. Yeah. I'll take the credit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, so, you're, you're, what are you doing, man? Additionally, you're sending our you know, listeners to other shows. Oh, but we're, they're our <laughs> friends, man. We're, we're, we're friendly with, uh, with, with everyone, with, with all Absolutely. of our, uh, we're As not we competitors say, here. Just move forward, man. Be positive and move forward. That's what we're trying to do. That's right. We want to, we want to turn people on to, this to other America. Good I stuff. thought competition yeah. was equivalent to enemy. 
it is not for know, this, it's not it's for good. this cause. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still good, healthy competition, you know. Of course, sure. yeah. In this cause, we should all be working together too. Absolutely. Um, let's preach yeah. it. We believe it. We've so, seen that. Yeah, we all we, I think, same stuff. I think we've seen a little inner turmoil since we started this with some other folks, which we did not get involved in and will not get involved in. So, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, you know, one Uh-oh. thing. In addition to uh, when you check out marijuanapodcast.com, I think you're really going to dig this. But when you do check it out, um, please uh, let us know. Give us a response. What do you think about it? And you know. We always, we always like input, for sure. I think it makes it pretty easy for you guys to kind of, you know, ch- at least check out all the shows so and see what you like and don't like. And, uh, yeah, if you found it through us, you know, let us know what you like about the other shows and stuff, too, especially if you guys ever get any ideas from them that you think that we should sort of, like, work on incorporating as well. But I guess that's part of the whole thing. We're all kind of providing some sort of need. So... Mm-hmm. Matt, the creator, virtual god, does it again. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, we've been getting. He loves that, he loves that right. moniker, by the way. <laughs> we've been getting. Uh, we've been getting uh, emails from people from website develop developers. So Matt, I bet that always interests you. Uh, no, it's just spam. You guys know that. I know. Yeah. And that, that one girl's working really hard, though. She's like, I haven't heard back from you in the most recent one. It's like, yeah, you haven't got back yeah, to me no yet. Kidding. It's funny how that works, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're, we're getting coffee. We'll be with news. her momentarily. Time to move on to the news, man. This one's a tough story. I'm sure everybody's been following the most recent tragedy down in Arizona. Some news from the Southwest here. Uh, what happened? Guys, oh what exactly gosh. happened? Some some crazy dude like ran up in somewhere and shot like twenty people, right? Yeah, some obviously distraught gentleman. I believe his name is Jared. Jared, uh, how do you say that? Lofner. Yeah. Okay. Jared, Jared Lofner. Um, uh, reputedly, he had some sort of uh, mental or questionable mental uh, stability, mental health. Um, I don't really know the details um, too much about him or what's going on. Um, we have a clip that'll explain a little bit more about it, though, I think. Well, yeah, the, the clip's going to talk about this kid in general. What he did is he just okay. ran up in a political event and shot a bunch of people in a political event, killed a bunch like of people. 12 people uh, or something, did he? Yeah, he was expelled from. He was uh, kicked off of his co- his junior college campus. They recommended that he have a mental, um, he have a psyche oh, valve yes. before he could be allowed back to college. They notified his parents. None of this. Uh, I don't. We they don't know whether or not he ever got a psyche valve. So at uh-huh. this point, it's all speculation uh, into his mental stability. But there are tons and tons of reports, and people have complained about him in the past being scared of him, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, they're safe to say. He's crazy to some degree and scary and <laughs> freaks people out and kills people. So, um, you know, he's one of those people in society that we should be worrying about. But apparently, apparently he's, he, he might, you know, a lot of this could be because he smokes way too much marijuana. So you um, think so? I cannot believe when I wandered across that story that said Arizona gunman smoked pot. And it made him go shoot people. I said, what else did he do? Are we? I don't understand it. Arizona gunman eats way too many McDonald's double cheeseburgers and yeah. likes yeah. likes lollipops and so there, drinks way there, too much. There is caffeine. an ultimate example 
of what I've been talking about in previous uh, episodes of our show about the way that um, I don't even know. I wouldn't call it society, at least the media, the way the media grabs onto things like this and exploits them. And really, I mean, honestly, unbiasedly, look at this for a second. What did pot have to do with this or could it have had anything to do with it? Well, what do you think? I, you know, I mean, here's, uh, I mean, I think anyone that has mental issues should be careful about all substances they put in their body. They should be eating, they should be eating incredibly well. You know, they should be very careful about what kind of stimuli, uh, what kind of media, what kind of news they expose Mm -hmm. themselves to. I mean, to take care of of a mentally ill person to the fullest requires a dynamic whole what's it you know like an like a full full-on sort of treatment really and and and, you know to be honest we don't put as society we don't put the effort into catering to mentally ill people and um so there's so many things in this guy's life that probably have contributed to making his situation worse and uh could pot have been bad for him in his situation perhaps Mm -hmm. but the way that the media makes an issue of it is crazy. They make it like it, yeah. you know, it's connected. Not- it's primary. Look, what is that? What did you just describe him as the kind of person that we need to be concerned about? Um, they're a huge potential threat, obviously at this point. Right. And you know, what kind of an image does this, if you hear Arizona gun- gunman, Jared Loeffner, you go <gasps> like, that's a bad thing. That's horrible. And they connect that with pot, cannabis, marijuana, they do, they do it. and, and they do it. Up. They do it. And here's a clip, um, and it's a it's a two and a half minute clip, and it's uh, talking a, it's talking a lot about uh, why he wasn't accepted into the military, and apparently he wasn't accepted into the military because of his uh, how open he was with the recruiters about his drug use. So um, let's what? listen to it. I don't know. Maybe the recruiters could sense that he was a crazy mofo too. So let's uh, <laughs> let's take a listen. In the last few hours, we've learned new details about another piece of evidence seized from suspected gunman Jared Loeffner's home. Now, federal officials say a note actually addressed to Congresswoman Giffords was found in a safe believed to belong to the suspect. NBC's Jim McLeshevsky joins us now from the Pentagon. And Mick, those details are coming in, but also new details regarding uh, this young man being rejected by the Army. What can you tell us about that? Well, Tamron, on Saturday, only hours after the shooting, rumors were flying uh, that Loeffner was apparently an Army veteran, had served in Afghanistan. Uh, That proved all to be untrue. Nevertheless, all the services, the Air Force, the Navy and and Army, were sent scrambling to figure out if, in fact, he was in the service. It turns out, however, according to Army officials, that Loeffner, in December of 2008, had actually applied to enlist in the Army at the Phoenix recruiting station, uh, but that his application to enlist was rejected because apparently during that process, either on the form or in response to routine questioning from recruiters, Loeffner reportedly admitted that he had used marijuana hundreds 
of times. Now, there was some no. concern, even in the army, uh, that because at the time, the, the army was desperately looking for recruits, and there was some concern that they may have waived many of the provisions or restrictions in order to get him into the service. But in this case, apparently hundreds of times was plenty of time. Uh, use of marijuana was plenty for recruiters to reject that application, Tamara. Mick, let me ask you, uh, when a young man or woman fills out the application that you're referring to, are there questions that might glean information on their mental health, their mental capacity? Uh, as, not really. I mean, you know, they will ask such questions as to previous medical history, uh, and they do ask about drug abuse. Uh, and in this case, it appears that Loeffner was quite upfront mm. about his uh, alleged use of marijuana, at least according to Army officials we're talking to. And, and they say there was no other reason, huh. because I know there was speculation at the time. Did he exhibit anything, or, or was there something in his medical right. records that indicated he had mental problems. Uh, but Army officials say, no, this was the one and only reason that he was rejected on his application for his alleged admission that he had used marijuana hundreds of times. All right, Mick, thank you very much. So this guy is so crazy. He's so crazy. He didn't even know that he was supposed to lie to the Army about his pot use. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's a good thing he didn't get in there with like all their heavy armament. Yeah, right. <sighs> Right. That's a How crazy fish. thing. I don't know, man. It's uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are people really that naive at this point not to well, think he- that there's a tremendous number? I mean, an enormous number of trusted, respected uh, professional individuals in this country that have no choice other than to completely be completely private about their cannabis use. There's oh, so yeah. many people that, that use pot. Man, I military, don't talk military, politics. dude, military. It doesn't matter about the politics. It matters about getting to that office and being able to do that. President Obama smoked a lot of weed in his life, man. You know, they're not going to be honest about how many times I tried it a few times. Yeah. You're ass. You, you tried it more times. than once. You've tried it a few hundred. Yeah. Al Gore <laughs> repeatedly, all these people that know him, they said, man, I was his best friend for decades. This one guy, I don't remember who he was. I'm sorry. But, uh, they're like, dude, we smoked our asses off. We were puffing tough is how he put was pretty much saying it. I mean, you know, Clinton, you know, or oh, didn't inhale. You asshole. Well, you did well, too, you know? Okay. But, you were if, screw all those people. Forget all those jokers anyway. All there kinds of people that are yeah, high there you achievers. Go. But, and not I mean, a, the and president not of the United States is a big deal, regardless regular of Regular people, too. Regular people that hold down jobs and pay for their yep, families' yeah. lives. Absolutely. And, uh, Buy houses yep. and retire and take care of their family and send their kids to college. And, and some of those people work in good, you know, work at the same jobs as everyone else you know is what? working. Some of those people are in the military. It's ridiculous yeah. to pretend like, oh, hey, here on NBC, we're going to pretend like there's no pot smoking military members. Morons, right. come on. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah here's some, you'd like to see some uh, statistics on that. How many, how many people they actually catch you know using cannabis in the military i bet that's a huge number that they don't want they wouldn't feel too happy to share with us and how many people get away with a lot of people get away with it too really oh yeah absolutely well you could tell by how many people they catch how many people are probably (laughs) are doing it is like way bigger than that 
Yeah, way bigger than that. All right, so here's here's what the media is doing with this, okay? When they continue to cover these pot story, stories related to this Jared Loeffner guy, when they do this, here's what they're basically doing. They're basically trying to frame this question in your mind. It goes way back to Reefer Madness. And it says, it's it, it, the question is, the, the, you know, the question that they're basically like putting out there without like saying it is mm-hmm. – does cannabis does marijuana play a role in a troubled person's life like this? Could this have been what tipped him over the edge? Did marijuana make this guy did 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 perhaps marijuana cause him to do this? To some degree, that's what they're the question they're the questions they're posing, right? Don't you agree? Yes, I do. So what's your take on that? That's the curious part. Well, I'm, re- I'm reading this blog here, and it's talking about Dr. Drew Pensky, and um, he's repeatedly said that daily marijuana use triggers deep depression. Um, and um, he's, you know, he's an, indic- a, an a, a, a addictions specialist. Uh, the National Institute on Drug Abuse agrees. He says a number of studies, ha- or the institute says a number of studies have shown an association between chronic marijuana use and increased rates of anxiety, depression, and schizophrenia. Okay, so we've spent what? So we've you're the research bin guy. What have we covered, and what, what have we covered in relation to those three things: anxiety, depression, and schizophrenia, and uh, uh, marijuana's effects on them well they we don't really have clarity we don't have we can't we can't prove that that does have an effect but actually some of the research we found says that there's possible like if there's pre-existing medical condition like schizophrenia for example sure that it could it can potentially aggravate a mental condition like that but there's also evidence that shows seems to show very clearly that some people that have suffered from schizophrenia actually benefit greatly and stabilize to some degree when they use cannabis. So I don't really I don't really know how you Right. Well, like take anxiety, take anxiety for example. I oh. can smoke marijuana and mellow my anxiety out. And sure. then every once in a while I think smoking marijuana makes me anxious. But for me, I think it helps my anxiety more than it causes it. But uh, And I think that originally a lot of my anxiety around marijuana was created by the fact that it's illegal. Um, sure. So, so I think that that like, uh, you know, I think that that's been my experience with anxiety. I can speak to anxiety. I can yeah, speak I to would, depression. I wouldn't argue with anxiety at all. It definitely helps with that. <laughs> no yeah, doubt it, about it. But it, it could increase anxiety for certain people potentially you know like it's weird how you know it's weird how like drugs affect people differently you know and chemicals sure. affect people differently so um is it possible that it could make someone more anxious i, I wouldn't i would not i wouldn't put that past it but but so can caffeine i mean sure. you know like uh, so, so can bad diet so can a shitty job and bad working <laughs> conditions and the the fact that you could get drafted to go to war or you know i mean like you know there's all sorts of things in life that can make you more anxious um the so worst. i'm yeah i'm not sure that the the fact that that potentially marijuana can cause anxiety for some is a big enough deal to to uh to like you know pin 
people becoming psychotic murderers on marijuana again. We're, we're just a right. little bit past they're that. They're not discussing all. it. They're not saying, hey, this is what we think is going on. They're not explaining what, you know, a lot of what you just explained, actually. I don't see that anywhere in the media coverage, anywhere. No, they they're don't like cover saying, the story and then go into this like, guy you know, smoke just, pot. It's sensationalized. Yeah, it's fear mongering, isn't it? It is, and it and the crazy thing is, is it's some of the same people that have done a better job about covering pot the last year, running up to the election anyway, and everything. So I'm like seeing this, like like you know, we always talk about things going backwards, you know, everything it goes sure. backwards. So dude, seeing it right now, you know, with these kinds of stories and stuff, and uh, the big headlines that he was a a dope smoker. You know, I want to know what else he. I mean, I don't know, like what else was this guy doing? What else? You know, I mean, geez, I mean. You know, he's. I mean, they're covering. They're covering this so insane. It just, just sucks. It's just another one of those things. Those reefer madness moments where they, basically, try to like pin this marijuana can make you crazy facade in your head. And um, sure, don't buy it. Do not buy don't it. Buy hey, it. I'm, I'm going to go on to something really lighthearted real quick for a minute. Um, those of you that have been <laughs> listening for a long time have uh, heard have uh, heard us talk with Chunk Norris before. And um, uh-huh. apparently, uh, this is on the sidebar on this story here. So the, mm-hmm. there's this link to this this blog that you know um, for the Jared Loftner story. But on this on this side thing here, there's a story um, like for related most popular stories. Chuck Norris brand marijuana sold in L.A. The actor probably not that. happy about it. That is funny. That was only just a matter of time before that one happened. <laughs> What's this called? Chuck Norris. Chuck, yeah, it's Chunk though. I hope they're calling it oh, yeah. Chunk Norris. No. So yeah, we are we are getting that did pretty much segue us right into California. So uh, yeah. what's going on here in California? It looks like some, this is down in the central uh, coast of California, San Luis Obispo area. Um, mm-hmm. This place has been uh, kind of tough on marijuana. They were the ones that threw the book at, um, well, who did they throw the book at? What was that guy's name? They threw the book at not too long ago. Uh, I can't even find him in here. I'll find him in a minute. But they, they're they're tough on dispensaries. They haven't allowed any physical dispensaries. The one physical dispensary they did allow, they um, started an investigation on it and then involved the feds, and the feds came in and rolled this dude. And I'll find this guy's name in a minute. We've totally – Charles Lynch was his name. We uh, covered him in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know, he w- was sentenced to jail time. Um, and uh, – What's going on now? There was a two-month investigation, and so since the area was not allowing uh, physical retail locations for dispensaries, uh, you know, then what what happened is nearly like twenty different um, uh, delivery services have popped up. Mm-hmm. And as you all know, in California, there's you know there are guidelines to it. Um, you, um, have to be a, a nonprofit or a not for profit collective. And as a collective, you're kind of like taking on the, the, you know, people are signing to kind of become like, uh, that you're kind of becoming their, their, their caregiver to a degree so that you can, they can legally acquire 
med- medical marijuana from from the from the cooperatives and whatnot. Uh, this uh, this this has resulted in in uh, a handful of arrests. It's uh, resulted in SWAT team like tactics, helicopters over the house, people kicking in your doors, putting guns in your kids' faces, this sort of stuff. In California, where weed's legal, man, um, this is uh, this has just happened in, in San Luis Obispo. Um, these people are pretty close to following the law to a T. Um, some of them don't have proper business licenses. A lot of them don't have the business licenses at all, but they have the collective paperwork. I think a few people in this sting opera, I think like one group may not have had anyone sign anything. And then another group like lied about something and told them that he was putting a fake address for them because that would protect them better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they've incriminated the crap out of themselves. And the reason that the sheriff down there in this area or the, the, the chief of police dude, uh, Rodney John, uh, he's a mm-hmm. commander of the narcs in San Luis Obispo. The reason he basically has gone after these people is because he's saying that sales are illegal, period. You cannot make a sale. Mm-hmm. So he's saying any cash exchange oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is illegal, and uh, this, there's tons and tons of case law in California that, that a sale doesn't mean you're not acting as a not-for-profit. So um, the case law does not agree with him on this. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're trying, to, they're trying the, the very best they can to throw the books at these people. And uh, I'm guessing if they're going to try really hard to, uh, to prosecute them, they're going to be trying to create new case law that could make us go somewhat backwards on our interpretation of the law in California. Um, so we will, uh, we, will follow the, we will be following the court actions uh, regarding all of this stuff. Uh, but at this point, it's like a grip of different delivery, um, diff- different de- um, delivery collectives that are that are being targeted, um, and uh, you know it really sucks. I mean, in one case, they came and arrested the the mom and the dad, and and took the kids and put the kids in protective service and stuff. You know, so it's the full on uh, it's the full on effect of the drug war. And um, the fact that uh, in California, you know, it's still not legal really to no uh, operate a marijuana business. If the cops want to arrest you, they will. And if they have a district attorney that doesn't like what you're doing too, they'll work together. And um, so, you know, uh, I just like to remind everyone that weed is still illegal in California. This is how sometimes. this is how legal it is there. He quote, he's quoted uh, Chris Austin, they, they raided, one of the people they raided. He said, they came in with machine guns, dogs, a helicopter was overhead. The house yeah, was totally. destroyed. That's yeah. how legal it is. Yeah, the helicopter. That's while they're kicking because in your we door. Know he has a medicinal herb in his house. Or he's involved with, with selling medicinal herbs to people. He made a sale. He made a sale. I think this guy, too, that they're talking about, I think his, uh, his collective actually followed the guidelines the best out of the ones. Like they had a, like some sort of health-related um, business license. They had their um, tax, you know, whatever paperwork you have to have from the, from the state from the board of equalization to pay taxes, to pay sales tax and shit. They had that. Um, and they came in when they'd come in and they, they looked at your card, you know, make sure you had a valid thing. They checked on it and they had you sign the paperwork. So, I mean, they, they arrested people that did everything correctly and they arrested people that did 
some of it wrong. And, you know, yeah. So and it goes across the board because what the sheriff is saying is just the fact that you made a sale is what you did that was illegal, period. All the rest of the stuff is just stuff. Like, I don't even think that he cares whether or not you're doing everything else legal or not. He just cares that you sold marijuana. If he sees you selling marijuana, even if you do it through the process of getting the, you know, checking people's recommendations, having them sign up as members, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't care. He's going to arrest you. So, um, be interesting to see how this plays out, you know? Yeah. We'll keep our eyes on that one for sure. Keep our eyes on it. Ooh, ooh. Moving on to the national spotlight. What we got going on here? Yeah. We got a clip for this one. Uh, looks like the DEA may get the records of medical marijuana, some medical marijuana patients. Uh, later this month, the judge will hear the federal government's case to get the state of Michigan to hand over records for medical marijuana patients. Um, we got that clip ready by chance? You got it. A judge later this month will hear the federal government's case to get the state of Michigan to hand over records for some medical marijuana patients. The DEA is asking a federal judge to force the State Department of Community Health to open up the records for seven people near Lansing. Last June, federal agents served a subpoena for the records of medical marijuana patients and caregivers. But state leaders are refusing, saying they would face civil and criminal penalties for violating confidentiality laws. Jeez. Uh, so that's Step all we got. Backwards, you believe? Supreme Court's going to hear. Did the, they said the Supreme Court is going to hear this, right? Is that the Michigan State Supreme Court or the? the no, 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 no. This would be the since it's the DEA. Right, since yeah, it's yeah. DEA, moment, it'd be. Uh huh. Um, wow, that's interesting. Um, that's a big deal. Got a conservative court that uh, I believe is into confidentiality other than terrorist-related type stuff, right? Um, yeah, but you, I mean, know least, that you know that marijuana growers are now linked to terrorism, right? We talked about that a few weeks ago. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's right. That's right. You smoke dope, and then all of a sudden you're like, praise Allah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Death to America, <laughs> dude. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I, the, we I think we've covered some stories where people do link, try to link marijuana, the marijuana industry, people involved in it, and terrorism. Yeah, and that's uh, that's yeah, a, funding terrorists. They tried that for a while, and I think they kind of gave up on that one. Um, but they're not giving up on trying to force states to hand over medical records, or or are they even? I wonder what they're, they're even not. looking for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Giving up yeah. on that one is a lot different than giving up in a general sense. And they're far from giving up, man. It's getting worse and worse, it seems. And, you know, just like we warned all the listeners before, they keep your eyes on this thing. It's not just all, you know, I don't know, honey, goodness. <laughs> There's some negative stuff coming down the pipe. I mean, this know? is, if the Supreme Court lets this go forward, I can't see how they'll can based off of all the, all their it's other. It's illegal. You know. Yeah. I can't it just doesn't. In comparison to like what they've ruled on as far as like medical privacy goes in the past, um, it would be it's a medical issue, undisputedly, right? They're, they the the community health department of community health is a medical organization that would deal with the health issue. But they could make some sort of crazy ruling where they're like, it is a health issue, but what they're looking at in this case is also a commerce issue, and blah blah blah, and it deals with the you know the scheduling and blah 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 illegality of this and that. So there's it's different than like handing over someone's medical records just for 
shits and giggles or for employment needs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm trying to hire you. And so I need to know what, you know, I want to know what your medical conditions are. So I should know if I should hire you or not. This is probably like a, a obviously a sting related issue where they need, they want the information to kind of determine but it's still, it's the same thing. I mean, what does the DEA want? They probably just want to know how sick these people are before they raid them because they don't want to raid some, some you know, like, you know, super, super sick person or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. They're hedging their I bets, guess. huh? Is that, yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. So they've I mean, had enough. They, they think p- from a PR standpoint, they can't sustain very many uh, stories like, uh, elderly folks die of heart attack, or, you know, or a man does, and the and the wife is in critical condition when stormtroopers raided her, their front door and <laughs> right. knocked down their and front Ewoks door, and, you know. took her down. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's I, I definitely, I definitely think that they know that that's contributing to them starting to lose. Those things are starting to spin Maybe. on their ass and hurt them, you know. So, yeah. uh, I mean, mm. um, so I think that they're being. I, my, that would be my guess as to why they would want access to people's records. Um, so they would because breach they, somebody else's confidentiality just to serve their own ends. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds, sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like. Well, that's just what they do, you know? They got to get bust. I don't know what's going on with the DEA anyway. I mean, how come we haven't disbanded that thing yet? Start a new uh, organization that just goes after deadly stuff that hurts people. I mean, like you know, in general, we can, group, we can get a group of folks like, together that can agree so, on things. That so it would just be, it would just in general be like the war on bad shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like they come war out, on evil. the person comes war out on and she's evil. like beautiful. Sounds like, like bad two I- months later. Sounds like a bad idea. Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Sounds like martial law to me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Does. Yeah, I think they're bad. That's a bad idea too, but we should start over and, and scrap the <laughs> DEA. I think that's a great Still idea. Scrap. Okay. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> that would be a I like good that campaign. So I'll run on that yeah. ticket, the the scrap the DEA ticket. All right, we'll give yeah. some of the DEA funding to education. How's did the DEA kill anyone yet this year? They did, they did, and though and the winner for first drug war killing of two, 2011 is absolutely no one, because well, folks, it's a it's a drug war killing. And nobody wins when that happens. Massachusetts has seen the first U.S. drug war killing of 2011. Uh, a 68-year-old Farmington, Massachusetts man um, was the first person killed by police enforcing the drug laws in the U.S. this year. Uh, Mr. Yuri Stamps Sr. was fatally shot by a Framingham police SWAT officer shortly after midnight uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday as police served a drug search warrant at his residence. Uh, authorities have not released the details of the shooting yet. Uh, it's just now under investigation by the Middlesex uh, District Attorney's Office and the Massachusetts State Police. Uh, a spokesman for the District Attorney Jerry Leon said authorities are investigating whether Stamps was armed. But a family friend told the Metro West newspaper that authorities said the shooting was accidental. Uh, I think it's another case of the wrong guy. Oops, sorry. The friend, uh, Dwayne Barrett is his name, also of Framingham. I think it's Framingham, it looks like. Um, Anyway, uh, he describes Stamps as, quote, a very good man, the type of man who'd give you the shirt off his back. This shouldn't have happened. Um, Police said they arrested two men at the residence during this raid, one of whom is Stamps' uh, stepson. 
Those men are charged with possession of cocaine and the intent to distribute conspiracy to violate the state's controlled substances law and a school zone violation for good measure, I suppose. So there you have it. There's number one. I didn't even make it 10 days. That's depressing. Maybe, you know what? Maybe, maybe that dude sees all the violence going on everywhere in the world and in the United States, that Jared Lofker guy, maybe that made him go crazy. Maybe he started to believe that violence is acceptable. What do you think? Maybe, you know, I mean, I mean, just from, uh, just from, you know, just from, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe the violence was bad. All the goddamn violence is bad for him. Maybe that's potential. Oh, people, Mm. please pardon my laryngitis this week. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It sounds like an old lady. Y'all be sounding great yeah, after this one. That old lady that smokes so many cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Damn it. One down for the year. That really sucks. Plenty arrested. We're gonna, are we going to put the counter up? Did we, guys, did we discuss that? This is on. Here we go. On air executive meeting. Are we having Decision a meeting? Time. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Prompty meeting. How about I yes? Think we, I, I think it's a great idea. I think we should put it prominently so when people come and they see the cannabis agenda on our front page of our website, that it's right there and they're looking over shows and things of the most current stuff, it'll be right there. And every 30 seconds, it pops another number on there. What are we so, talking about, by the way? A counter, is, a rest counter. A counter. It's just a simple box with a number in it. And that's how many people have been arrested for cannabis so far this year. And so we start the, it? Yeah, so we do it yearly then? Um, no, it's... Uh, it's well, we know the figure yearly, so they're just dividing that by the time every 30 seconds. It works out to like every 30 seconds, somebody's arrested for uh marijuana. Okay, so we just start the count over at zero on January 1st every year, then and then it just goes up, right? And, yep. Okay, and then uh, they come to our site and they will see it and it'll say 2,432. And as they peruse the different uh, information and data and stuff that's on our site uh, for what, you know, five or 10 minute visit, then they go back and they see that it's now at, you know, 58 instead of 32. It's raised, you know, it's went up 20. Is there a website that you follow that already does this? Is there one that Um, you follow? Yeah. um, I don't actually know. We'll give credit wherever this thing, I found this thing at. I don't know where it was from. I think it might be DRC net. It's one of the, one of the people that, Seem to have their head on straight, but it's a great idea. I think it's kind of like the debt counter, you know. Yeah, just, I like it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I mean, I don't like the fact that so many people are getting arrested so fast, but I I think the counter mm-hmm. is powerful. It's hey, called the uh, it's called the drug war clock, and it's from Drug Sense. Okay, ah, there we go. Well, Thank you very much. Gonna, the same we, people behind uh, Map Inc. Cool. Well, we're going to give yeah. them their credit right now. So yeah, we excellent research, by the way. Yeah. Hey, and anyone looking at it right now? How many people? What's today? The twelfth. How many people have been arrested so far? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm on the uh, money spent on the drug war this year page, not the people arrested page. You want to <laughs> you want to know that number? Yeah, let's yeah. know that. We should put that on the website too. What's Between that uh, the feds and the state, a total of one billion four hundred ten million dollars and change. If you, want to, if, if you count days. if you count seven hundred thousand dollars as change, thank you, taxpayers. <laughs> wow, that was my un- <laughs> Uncle Sam impersonation. Do you like it? I think I nailed it. Thank you, taxpayers. Well, Thank so you. How, how many arrests? Anyone fig, uh, find that one yet? The arrest page? Oh, uh, yeah. We got yeah. Uh, all drug arrests or cannabis arrests? Cannabis uh, arrests? Cannabis. 29,717. For cannabis? Uh-huh. In 12 Already? days? Yeah. 
That's oh astronomical. My. Yeah, that's, yep. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, folks, there you have it. Since the beginning of the year, close to 30,000 people have been arrested for cannabis. Isn't that awesome? Yay! Yeah. Let's give them a round of applause. Congratulations. Right. Yeah, for making a zillion dollars off of the back of people that um, really aren't doing that much wrong. A war on our own people. It's beautiful. It's, it's America. It's kind wow. of one of the less awesome things about our nation right now. And it's one of the things that brings us closer to ownership of our nation, our country, gets us involved, and we'll make sure that we correct this stuff and make this a better place for us to live, I hope. Um, you know, it's not just us. It's not just in the U United States of America. This is a global thing. Uh, yep. I'm always saying hi to the cannabis world out there and our listeners all around the planet. We're, we're in over 40 different countries right now. We're grateful that we have people listening that care about this stuff. And I tell you, right down there, we have a story today in Buenos Aires. Nice. I people think speak, it was on December 18th. English down there, too. So someone, we might really? get some new listeners down in that area to contact us. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yep. And uh, December 18th, about 1,000 people took to the streets of Buenos Aires uh, on, uh, for the right to grow their plants. They called for the right to... Uh, Grow their, grow their own plants, and to celebrate a year of marijuana activism. Um, the march was led by student groups from around the country. Um, it ended at the Argentine Congress building where speakers addressed the marchers. Um, we present two dozen photos from the day here uh, within this story. Um, it's from uh, stopthedrugwar.org. Fantastic place. We're uh, our friends over at DRCNet, but you can check out some images if you go to the story. Um, as usual, as you can hear this, it's definitely on our site right now. Check it out, man. It's pretty neat because we just uh, not too long ago um, reported um, that uh, thanks to our bud uh, Tongan Ninja down there in uh, New Zealand, um, the New Zealand people were going. They went to their uh, government building and, and had a very peaceful and productive demonstration. So this is a global issue. And, and it looks like, uh, at least in Buenos Aires so far, um, this year, there's been some, uh, some interest, some people stepping out and making sure this, this, this issue stay in the forefront, hopefully so they can go away, man. You know, what do you think? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's this, it's not just America. It's everywhere. It's all over the world. I mean, the UN has gotten in on this, especially with Mar I mean, you know, I mean, how many places do we have where marijuana is really even, I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're tightening their belt in Amsterdam in, in Holland now. Hey, um, hey, UK listeners, uh, any problem with the cops over there in cannabis? <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they're, they're tightening their belt there. They're tightening their belts up in Canada. Uh, they're it's getting tougher and all, I mean, I, I don't Everybody's even know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard Denmark might be kind of cool. Switzerland. I've heard of some, I think we covered a story recently of them taking mm. someone down in Switzerland too. Um, yep. so all of the cannabis friendly places, majority of them seem to be coming less friendly. It's a bit of a trend anyway, it seems like currently, you know, so. Yep. Yep. Um, Got to stand up. Gotta stand up for your rights to party, people. <laughs> and by party, I mean smoke weed, eat potato chips, and watch movies. Yeah, that big threatening stuff. And you're <laughs> out of control. What are we gonna do with you? Um, yeah, yeah, you're out of control. I know. <laughs> all of you, all of you out there, are out of control. You crazy stoners, please, please mm. keep your mind, please keep your mind right, and try not to become a 
crazy serial killer or anything like that. It's right. not good. It's not good for the cause. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for the cause. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. So mind your P's and Q's and stay mentally healthy. Yep. And sick. we've talked to plenty of you before <laughs> that are mentally healthy. Um, oh. It's no lie. It's no secret. There's a lot of very intelligent stoners out there. Very there rational. Well the put together people. That's where the Dean came from, right? It is because it is. we like, you know, I mean, I growing up, they tried to make me believe that like all stoners were like, you know, idiots and dumb and didn't do anything good for society, you know, and, and that and we're here to smash that. We're to smash right. that whole idea, prove time and time again that ain't the case. And we do it with the ding. You get the ding when we talk to the ding. To the, yeah. Oh, there it was. Someone came back to the show. Um, <laughs> ah, just in time for dings. I like that. All right, all right, all right. East kind of Coast funky scoop. Zen ding. Like yep. yeah, yeah. Medical uh, marijuana in Maine. Yeah, more than uh, 400 Mainers. They're, they're called Mainers. Did you know that? Mainers? Uh, yeah, 400 Mainers have applied to be medical marijuana patients under a state law that took effect Saturday. Uh, brand new for these guys. They've been uh, rolling, moving up to this uh, for quite some time. Applications uh, were flooding into the Maine Department of Health and Human Services in uh, the final days and weeks of 2010. And uh, hundreds more are expected to come in the next several weeks. Uh, officials say they expect to give registration cards to about 1,200 or more patients by the time the initial rush is over in the spring. Um, so they're they're growing, and we've been reporting on May and kind of following the progress they've made uh, up until now, and we're happy to say as of last Saturday, the marijuana, medical marijuana um, law, statewide law, has taken effect. Sweet. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. good. That's, that's good news for Mainers. It's positive stuff. I love those stories. We don't have enough of those stories. We always have stories like this one, which yeah. is appropriately uh, categorized in topics barely worth any of our time. It's of the the a dire enough import or a dire important enough nature um, that we have to we have to mention it to some level. But man, it's not worth talking about. We've been leading up to this thing. The Senate has unanimously confirmed uh, Michelle Leonhardt as the DEA head. A very very bad choice. A very very destructive and uh, negative move backwards for the United States government in their efforts of uh, dealing with uh, the drug situation in our country. Very unfortunately, um, I think we could give that a resounding thumbs down around this show. Um, It's unfortunate not only um, for any individual that comes into contact with her, it's really unfortunate for the country and, you know, in a larger scope. Um, We'll, we'll be following, unfortunately, a lot of stories um, about her exploits in the future, I'm afraid. So we'll leave her, we'll leave it with that. She doesn't deserve our time. It's unfortunate that they didn't hire somebody when, when they had the opportunity, especially with the man that proclaimed, we're going to make some serious, uh, you know, uh, relevant change that will affect us positively that we really need. That's been a long time, you know, coming for, and, uh, I don't know, they had an opportunity to do that with their drug policy and how they approach things and didn't take it. It's unfortunate for all of us to lose, 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 I think. Well, except for, you know, Michelle Leonhardt, she's going to get a fat check from stepping on people's necks um, for all the wrong reasons. So anyway, um, at least hopefully she'll get some of the bad people that are in there and the drug, you know, the the true like vicious criminal drug dealer types. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know, maybe that helps to make up for her, her worth to us all. But yeah, they'll, that, that, that counter that's counting all the people that got arrested for cannabis. Well, there you go. There's the person that's going, put them in there, put them in there and put them in there and put them in there. Now everybody get out there and get them. All those folks, anybody that uses cannabis and you know about it, stick them in the slammer, write them a ticket, jack them up. Bad news. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Don't do that. And you, I hope she doesn't do that either. And um, yeah, well, that's her mentality. She's been out very vocal about saying it and reinforcing it. That's how she got to where she's at based on that approach. So I don't know. We'll see. But you know, on a much much brighter note, and I think much more important. I really dig this segment, man. Cannabis etiquette for today. Let's do this. I think this is a testament to the org- the organicness of our show. <laughs> is that a word or organicness we, i think i just i just i don't think it is really but you know <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> but you get it and thanks for calling <laughs> out of that <laughs> cannabis etiquette on this segment today i think we should decide what to talk about in the segment oh for, for, yeah I, I like i like that um i like that uh let's go yeah, I like that the organicness <laughs> of that. Um, okay. How about let's go with this one. How often should you clean your pipe? Yeah, I agree. And then, ah, and, ah. <clears throat> nice. And, and why do you clean your pipe? I, okay, so one, I guess you automatically you think of yourself only for at first, right? For you personally. It depends on what what factors, you know, like I when mean, it doesn't when it doesn't hit clean and, it, and it, if it sure. starts tasting really nasty or charred. So I guess right. from a pragmatic, I'm a pragmatist to some degree. So well, at least all my professors keep telling me that. But I would think from that stand, from that perspective, it would be when the, when it doesn't work right anymore. Is that stupid? That sounds like I just lost some IQ. So as soon as like <laughs> as soon as like this like it it doesn't flow properly, no matter how well right. you grind up the buds. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty simple apparatus. Well, unless it's like a sophisticated, incredible, or something. But you know the stuff what? I'm using. It's, once you can take take residue hits every single time, you just have to light an empty bowl and it just burns. Then you're past, then you're past due. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to clean that shit, man. Um, right. uh, okay, that so is those kinda, are, that is kind of rude too, because you know you hand somebody some gnarly crap like that, and they're like, "Oh, this is awful." Well, that's Jeez. the other thing. So taking yourself into account, it has to do with, well, one, how much, what can you deal with? Can you deal with it? Not, you know, to, at, at right. some point you're finally going to be like, all right, it has to get cleaned. It's so hard to smoke weed out of this. I remember that's yeah. how I was, I was young. You, you know, get yourself ahead. You get dizzy and like all red faced because you have to suck on the thing so hard to get any, any, any smoke to come through it whatsoever. It's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, clean it. <laughs> clean it. Dude, stop. Yeah. I don't think people realize it. They're just like, this is great, but they're enjoying themselves. And then they're like, man, and I can't get it to come out of there. Or, you know, you're dealing with the little poker and it's all sticky and crap gets everywhere and it's just a disaster. Clean that, clean that bowl. Clean it. Right. And it ruins the taste too. I mean, you know, you smoke so many different types. I mean, what about this? Maybe you should clean, maybe you should have a pipe for every strain. Hey, I'm down with that. Absolutely. So that, so that then at least if you have any residue in the pipe, it's it residue like that's yeah, so it doesn't mess yeah, this up. Like, uh, no. If you're past due cleaning, you're still past due cleaning, though. 
It's true. You still have to clean. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like taking a shower. You know, I mean, you, you, you got to wipe that stank off sometime or, or yeah. you know, no, nobody's going to like you. I mean, that's just yeah, all there you is know, to I've it. been to a few festivals where I don't think a few folks got that memo. Yeah, I bet we have some listeners that don't get that memo. I think it's in <laughs> You think so? <laughs> I bet. Listening to us from, let, let's not begrudge our listeners that much. Uh, 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 we're still, we're still wipe that stank still, off, man. Wipe that stank off. We're still grateful. Please, we're just also grateful speak. we don't have to, you know. Hey, no. let's, okay, this is, so this isn't really <laughs> etiquette, but it's definitely related. What about ways to clean your pipe? Yeah, I, how do you clean a wood I, pipe to start out with? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't, I'm not sure how you'd clean a wood possible? pipe because any solvent might like kind go of go into have, the wood. Yeah, residual molecules gross. left in the wood. Hot water. Think. Hot water is yep. your best bet. Hot water and scrape. Um, glass, right. though. Glass, uh, you can you know what use. I use. What? It's, it's highly advanced, so I know most people might not be able to do this the way I do it, but because um, it's really genius, but uh, if I may say so myself, it's 90, 90% isopropyl alcohol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I use that, too. That'll dissolve resin like nothing. Yep, I, use 100% you know, I went to the pharmacist at the place, and I don't think I really had to, but I just kind of wanted to, I think. Part of me kind of admits, I think I just wanted to see the guy's face. I go, uh, yes, he goes, can I help you? And I said, yes, sir. I was wondering, I'm looking to uh, get something that will remove residue from glass. <laughs> and he goes, uh, oh, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> he told me, you know, uh, 90% isopropyl will probably be great stuff. So I got a gigantic container of it, and he was right. Thank you. <laughs> Pharmacy. <laughs> so you know what else? If the if the alcohol by itself won't do it, you can mix some uh, some table salt in there with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. That's so smart. Um, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, add some a little salt to that, and that'll. And then you can add a little green, a little green dye to it, and you can call it Formula Four Twenty. Oh yeah, you, you can you can make a lot of money off that stuff if you add some color. Yeah. <laughs> and this would be the perfect time for our daily sponsor if it were someone like Formula <laughs> For example, yeah. try. Yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Uh, uh, yeah. So the bottom line, please have a little consideration. Use some common sense, anyway. You know, if you're going. I can't get anything. I can't get anything out of it, man. I can't. Damn it! You know what? Clean the piece. Clean the pipe. <laughs> wipe that. Wipe that stink off of you every once in a while, hippie. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, that too. And yourself, if you're if you're that funky, maybe yourself. You know, you can. There's 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 non corporate ways to wash yourself. <laughs> good deal good hey you know what we're not only dealing with cannabis etiquette we're, we're cleaning people's lives up a little bit too this is a beautiful one thing. one stinky <laughs> armpit at a time <laughs> right yeah. all right Ooh. yeah until that's we're gonna take a walk down the green carpet today it looks yeah, like who's the stinky uh, armpit that arrested montel williams for goodness sake <laughs> We need a sick Snoop Dogg on that mo. What's up we with that, do. dude? You need to. Yeah, yo, man, my tail's my piece, man. Yo, yo, mother- we <laughs> don't arrest know. Montel John for no or Williams for no weed. Come on, he's like you know one of the spokespeople for for uh, in the celebrity uh, world for um, legalizing marijuana. Bit very very outspoken uh, believer in medical marijuana. I believe he has MS, right? 
Yeah, Montel Williams does have MS, and he is very, very. Um, this is. I'll give you an example of how involved he is still to this day, um, and, and and which kind of leads into my response, which will probably dis- uh, surprise you, I would imagine. But um, but we we just got done uh, going through our, our medical cannabis uh, SB thirteen eighty one. We've been covering in Illinois um, state. Unfortunately, last Thursday that did that went down. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, but uh, in the process of trying to convince our legislators to do what seems obvious, um, actually to most of them, um, we uh, MPP uh, flew in Montel Williams to our state capitol and they had a sponsored a breakfast where they invited uh, General Assembly members um, to come in so he could speak with them about his uh, situation. So he's been very active and uh, – this is the surprising part. See what you think. What do you, what do you think about this? First, 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 before we get out of ourselves, why don't you tell people what happened up there? What did it? What happened? He got arrested in the airport, right? With a wooden pipe. Yeah. In Wisconsin. <clears throat> they found oh, a yeah, pipe in, in Milwaukee. Right, right, right. No mention what of y'all doing? anywhere. You, what are you guys doing up there in Wisconsin arresting Montel Williams? Come on. Yeah. Well, it turns out, you know, I say, good. Maybe what? that's a potential good because, and first of all, everybody knows enough already that I, about me that, you know, I think this is ludicrous myself, but in his situation, he has uh, the ability to have a lot of influence, but he really needs to push it and be on the edge and really be fired up to be the most uh, effective for this cause. And this situation, I don't think he should advocate that he should get hurt in any way because of it. But this, they just basically fined him. He paid 500 bucks and he went on his way like nothing that really happened. But hopefully that would piss him off enough. Or hopefully at the minimum, he'll be able to next time he talks to somebody, and he'll be able to say, you know what? And I do this. Do you object to what I'm doing? Is that what you're telling me? That I shouldn't feel this relief that he you know, explained to them in detail? And they're going to say no. Not really. He's going to say, well, look what happened. I just got arrested in an airport for this, for, you know, right. just for having a pipe. And it didn't have any cannabis in it from what I hear because they would have totally mentioned that. And I didn't hear any mention of it in any of the several stories that I've read about this. So, yeah, that maybe this it's a it's a, a unfortunate, you know, way to get to it. But maybe I don't know, maybe there's kind of a decent silver lining to this where he'll be even more activated now and more vocal and stand out and say, look, man, this is crazy. And you know what? I, I, I totally concur with you. And who in the world would, would arrest Montel Williams for something like that? Jeez, Louise. I mean, come on, man. Those are the folks come we on. put in charge of our security. Right. Right. Hmm. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a, <laughs> it's a real big deal, you and your little wooden pipe. That sucks, Montel. I'm sorry for you, man. Well, maybe <laughs> You wicked, wicked man, you. Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, the, and the entire airport breathed a sigh of relief. Jeez, dude. On to sports, our cannabis yeah, sports, sports network. Uh, this is just a quick story. We covered athletes okay. and the, lots of athlete-related stuff to marijuana in the past. Um, Washington State. Pac-10 school, big school. Um, there's one of their sophomore guards, Reggie Moore, is still playing and will play against Oregon. Uh, did play against Oregon State um, after being arrested uh, on marijuana-related charges. Um, apparently, there was a dorm incident on December 11th where he was cited for marijuana possession and drug paraphernalia, and he faces a one-day jail sentence. 
Um, the, the team's coach, Ken Bone, says, quote, this is a team matter and we take it very seriously. We initially learned about the incident on December 12th. And at this time, we have dealt with it and we are dealing with still dealing with the issue. Uh, we will take further appropriate action if necessary. Uh, more. What's up? I have a mobile coach translator. If you'd like me to translate what that means, he's really means, saying, actually, we think this is a ridiculous waste of our time. Um, it really doesn't mean a, a shit to any of us. It's not that big of a deal. And we wish we it's could a really smart kid. And, um, yeah, so we'll just say positive to, stuff and accurate. Yeah, he prefers to stay in his dorm room and play video games and smoke weed with his free time. Yeah. I'm kind of, oh, like, look, I, I got to take a break here. I got to tell people right now, listen, this is a teachable moment. Whatever yeah. you do, I'm telling you as an authority on this, due to the fact that I know three people personally that are that are attending university that are in serious, serious trouble. One of them already has gotten kicked out of a university, and uh, the other two have pending situations that have potential to be very serious to them because they smoked. This is the whole thing they did. They smoked a joint in the dorm room. Whatever you do, if you're a student, do responsible student, don't do it. Make your choices. Hey, you make your own choices, but make Go smoke your outside somewhere. Include. It's easier. Yes. Yes, exactly. Make your choices. Or if, if you have to smoke in your room, you've got to use the groove tube, dude. You've got yeah. to use the groove tube and you can't burn yeah. a joint. You have to burn the pipe. It's just gotta, bad news. Yeah, it's just bad news. So, you know, find a safe place to puff. That's what you what you I'll let everyone know how I did it in my dorm room. We had a box yeah. fan. We had a box fan, like one of the big box fans or like a foot and a half by a foot and a half, you know? Uh we put that in the window, power on, full, facing outward, right? Then <laughs> we took a um uh toilet paper roll. And we stuffed the toilet paper roll with downy dryer sheets. And then we wrapped uh-huh. downy dryer sheets over the end and we uh, rubber banded them on. And then yeah. we would, whenever we would need to take a toke, we'd have really good weed. So for in the room, we would have really, really strong stuff. This is back when I was young, too. And, you know, I didn't need uh-huh. a lot of weed. Take one hit out of a pipe, blow it through the tube, and then uh-huh. suck it right out the window. And then leave the, if there's any, you know, ember burning from the pipe, leave it right next to the fan like roll out sucks yep. the, right out of the room work pretty good work pretty good nice um, there's no way to burn a joint in your dorm room and i beg to differ i beg to differ yeah can Ooh. i be irresponsible here you Please. are irresponsible. You're always irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. You're the most irresponsible. irresponsible. One this of the three this, of this is not my idea originally. However, it has been done, and I participated <laughs> in burning the joint, burning of a joint in a dorm room. <gasps> You make some, it's, it's a weird apparatus that basically you set your joint on fire, but it's inside of like a, uh, a 20 ounce, uh, drink bottle, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So all the, all the, all the smoke that's coming off the joint gets captured inside the bottle, but the tip of the joint is coming out the lid of the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. You follow me so far? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. It's possible. You can smoke a joint in a dorm room without getting smoke all over the place. Oh, nice. yeah. But but so here's the deal. If you want to smoke a doobie, like why? go outside, uh, go for a walk. Yeah, I mean, really, like you, the thing is, is people think that you're like people think that that like if you walk around and smoke a doobie, people everyone's going to know you're doing it. The truth is, is it's really not that easy for people to tell and where it's coming. I mean, especially when you're in a place where people are smoking cigarettes all over the place, it's so much easier just going to walk. But um, 
Yeah, you, you know. might see some cool wildlife, a goose or something. I know we have a lot of geese around our campus. <laughs> I don't know how much I want to see one of them, but yeah, you know, there's lots of nice stuff out there. Get some fresh air. Might see a pretty girl. Yes. Uh, on weed, man, on weed. <laughs> pretty girl on weed. <laughs> <laughs> just sure. makes it that much better man i love that movie. all right um on hey, to florida some, some sunshine state news uh i lived there for a little while i like florida sometimes kind of yeah it's kind of a, it's, it's got its up and downs um okay so this is what's going on in florida the uh drug czar the state drug czar's office which is called the uh, the florida office of drug control is going out of business. Woo! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, that doesn't so sound right. Republican governor-elect Rick Scott um, is a big-time slasher. He wants to slash tons and tons of spending in in Florida, and uh, oh. he notified them late last month that the Florida Office of Drug Control will not exist. It was established by Governor Jeb Bush. And for 2010, 2011, its its uh, budget was half of five hundred fifty one thousand um, dollars, and uh, its charges bas- basically what it's supposed to do is try and reduce substance abuse in Florida um, by helping uh, set state drug policy. Uh, they put out an annual report, uh, some oh, other so reports. They're the propaganda mongers. Compiled stats and lobbied for tighter restrictions and stuff at Shoot. pain clinics and crap like that. Um, the office director, Bruce Grant, uh, Florida's drug czar, he um, thinks the decision to disband the office uh, is a mistake and sends the wrong message. Of course he is. He probably makes a decent chunk of that $550,000 straight and, to himself. And in addition, yes. in addition, he wants you all to know he's seeking a position if anything's available. <laughs> yep. He's uh, almost unemployed and needs a new job. So um, <laughs> if uh, you need a new drug czar in your state, apparently this guy's got the goods. <laughs> Um, and, um, he kind of, what he says is, is it sends a message. It sends the wrong message. It kind of says that this is not a priority, that this is not a priority issue. And he says, this isn't a problem. It's going away. It's a war. That's not going to be over tomorrow. When are we going to quit calling this a war? Well, what, come on. What are we doing here? We're talking about a social problem. We're talking about social problems, you know, like and health right. issues, not a war. Come on. So militant in this country. Get war over on it, citizens. Yeah, yeah. War on your neighbor, your brother, your sister, <laughs> your dad. You know, yeah. like yeah, cut, yep. Cut that out. Cut that out. Um, war on unexpecting elderly folks. Freeze! Get yep. on the floor! Get on the floor! Oh, yep. wait! Isn't this twenty-five, fifty-five sycamore? Sycamore? Oh, <laughs> we're sorry, ma'am. I think we might have had the wrong residence. Excuse us. Sorry about your dog. Yeah, right. Oh, I so, didn't get that right. That wasn't accurate. They don't say sorry. I forgot that. Oh, no, right. <laughs> they just go, whoops, shit. Let's go, guys. <laughs> you get the house. No, they say phone. sorry after they realize they ravaged some 81-year-old, you know, crippled woman's house and scared the yeah. scared her to death. And, you know, her, her the last few minutes her son got to see her was while, like, there was a gun in her face and she was asphyxiating. You know, I mean, that's when they finally apologize. But uh, until then. Yeah. But, hey, buddy, I'm sure you'll find a new job. You're, you've, you've got lots of experience in, in throwing your own citizens in jail for, uh, for um, nonviolent crimes. So yeah, but He's been weaseling uh, around enough to get to that position. He's probably got the goods to make himself, you know, I don't know. They'll, they'll create some new drug position for him. 
sure they will. I mean, here at the uh, here at the Cannabis Agenda, we've created a spot for our producer uh, Cogs, um, and that is he, he he's the man with the man with the the four one one on Cincy stocks. What's up going on in the market, buddy? All right, so uh, we've talked a little bit about this company before. Uh, it was formerly LC Luxuries Limited, um, and they changed their name to General Cannabis Inc. Uh, you guys right. remember these these guys at all? Yep. Yeah. So absolutely. they uh, they acquired the website weedmaps.com, right? Uh, sometime right. last year. And uh, they announced just this past week that uh, Weedmaps had, okay, so in 2009, its gross revenues were $150,000. Damn. Guess what they were in 2010? Well, I didn't think they had that much money. I don't know. Two mil. Bigger, bigger than that, $3 million in 2010 gross revenues for weedmaps.com. Wow. Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. How did they do and I guess they wow. had their the just the very last week of the year was the um, the highest traffic week ever. Oh yeah, that's awesome, man! I would feel great when I went to sleep at night. I'd be like, I help them find the weed, <laughs> and I make I millions good. doing it. Yeah, All right, millions. yeah, that'd so be awesome. That's... Even if you didn't make money, I don't know what else this company little... uh, this company General Cannabis is uh, doing, but um, their uh, market capitalization, which is basically like what what Wall Street has determined the value of the company to be based on the stock price is $25 million approximately. That's what, that's what the company is supposed to be worth. If they were going to sell today, that's what they could try and get. That's yeah, what if, they'd you be take, if you take the stock price and multiply it by every, every share of stock that's out there, that's the number you get. Sure. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. $25 million, yeah. It is, it is a lot. Save up. Might have to save up. So that's, that's your uh, stock market tip or news of the week. There's your financial (laughs) in. But really, how good would it be to be the guys that, you know, do that? Man, I would feel like, man, I would feel like I was 25 feet tall. What do you do for a living? I help people find the bud. Somebody goes, I want some super silver haze. Where's that? Which if I was in Cali right now, I'd probably hit up weed maps and go, man, I got to find some of this stuff. Then it would go ding, 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 ding. Here's the nine locations (laughs) relevant to your position where you can find this stuff. Yeah, that's great. That's a good it's a genius. Wow. Yeah, cool. that's uh, that's on the patient level. There's people doing it all across the board, man. It's a lot of. It's a big, long, big, long process to get the weed to the patient via dispensary. Uh, you know, it does. does. It is. It really is. What's going on? Speaking of uh, medical marijuana and states that have thriving uh, plant to patient um, methods. Uh, what's going on with our Rocky Mountain High today? We got some Colorado news, I think, right? Yeah, we do. There's a, a medical marijuana advocacy group. Um, they're called the Patient and Caregivers Rights Litigation Project. We'll uh, put their website up on here underneath the story. Um, you, they have filed a petition with the uh, Colorado Supreme Court to overturn large parts of the cannabis regulation laws passed by the state legislature, legislature uh, last spring. Um, according to uh, a recent press release from Patients and Caregivers Rights Litigation Project, the PCRLP, the uh, original jurisdiction petition filed January 5th, claims that the laws HB 1284 and SB 109 uh, restrict patient access to medical marijuana and violate patient privacy rights guaranteed by the state constitution under amendment, amendment 20 which, you know, that feeds into our whole Michigan thing where they're trying to get those records. You know, Colorado's got it in there. 
you know, um, they're, they're, they're fighting for, for this. Um, I don't know which one of those violates the rights, but, but that's a big part of it. And they're standing up. It's kind of preemptively before, you know, it becomes a huge issue. Um, this petition, it's available at cannabislawsuits.com. You can read the whole thing. Um, uh, they have a link right in the story here too. Um, it was filed by Andrew Reed of Springer and Steinberg on behalf of the PCRLP and Kathleen Chippy, uh, a Netherland caregiver and dispensary owner there. Um, so it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, Chippy says, this petition was necessary to stop the state's blatant attack on fundamental constitutional patient and caregiver rights. Um, she said in, a, in, in, a re, in the release, she said, Coloradans need immediate clarification on rights they enjoyed from 2000 through 2009 and why some of those rights were extinguished by the state legislature in 2010. Medical marijuana patients are sick of being treated like second-class citizens. Cannabis in Colorado is a constitutional right, just like the right to free speech, and the state has no authority to destroy those rights. I hope that the Supreme Court takes this case out of compassion for the patients because we have found none in the state legislature, the health department, or the Department of Revenue. Wow, end quote. That's uh, it's pretty profound. She told them how it is. She said they have found no compassion in the state legislature, the health department, or the Department of Revenue. So it's an uphill battle they're experiencing in Colorado, but they're, uh, they seem like they're good for the fight. They're out there. Um, try not to let this thing take the, take the course that, um, well, certain government powers would have it take. So, you know, it's, it's not like you hope that you get good legislation. You hope that things go right. You hope that it runs smoothly and everything's going to be okay. It's inevitably, uh, uh, well, at least until we get a lot farther than we are today, um, it's inevitably uh, an uphill battle, an, an uphill battle, and a fight. It's 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 struggle Always. for us. We have to do it. Like the founders of our constitution said, look, we 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 put all this information in here to to give you guidelines on, on on what to do and to remind you. They warned us. They said, look, there are not powers that you know will try to encroach upon this and change it and take your civil liberties away. You know, uh, likely there's not powers that will likely or potentially do that. There's that will definitely happen. They said that will definitely, it's up to you to keep this thing going and keep America, you know, uh, alive by fighting actively, proactively fighting against that, you know, consistently. And we have to do that. It works the same way in this case, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, we talk about it. We've talked about it a lot. Um, uh, we have to take incremental steps towards uh, becoming a legitimate uh, industry and, and marijuana becoming a legitimate, very legitimate uh, consumer product in this country. And uh, we have to accept incrementalism to a degree. That's all we get. We can't get all or nothing. I mean, even if today we said, let's say we didn't even have incrementalism, we said, mm-hmm. all right, weed's legal now. Cool. Weed is Lettuce. legal. It's legal. It's like lettuce. We're not going to mess with it. We're not going to arrest anyone for it. It's free. Do it. Do it. You know, grow weed, start businesses, whatever do what you, you want to do. Yeah, do whatever you want. Right. Then they would say, all right, well, we want to collect this much tax off of it, or we want to do this. And, so, and there's going to be things forever with it that aren't fair that we're always going to have to fight. 
And, um, the, you know, the government's going to set up rules and regulations that suck for us, and we're going to have to fight against those. I mean, it's just, it's constant. Right. It's, it's, it's going to continue on for a long time, even after it's been legal for years. We'll still be squabbling over matters that aren't exactly fair to businesses or to patients or to consumers or sure. whatever. So, uh, you know, this is, this is if, you're, if you're in, which a lot of you are in on this, in for this fight, a long way to go, peeps. Long, long way to go. We do, we do, we do. Keep up the good. When it's it's lettuce, we can look in hindsight and go, hey, you know what? It's lettuce. I think we can chill. Marijuana salad. all of our energy and talent somewhere else fighting. I have an interesting story, actually, since we're going to talk about marijuana salad right now because we're talking about (laughs) lettuce. (laughs) So I know these, I know these, uh, I know these vegans, right? They're like super, super health conscious, um, Uh, vegans and you know, they're big environmentalists and, um, uh, they decided they were going to start saving the fan leaves off of, uh, their few pot plants, um, uh, so that they could figure out how to turn them into herbs or eat them. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were assuming that the big sugar leaves, the big fan leaves, you know, the big sun leaves don't have any THC on them. And they put these, like, put them into a recipe like you would put, you know, regular herbs into a recipe or whatever. And they ate something they got really, really, really high. Go figure, huh? Go figure. Hmm. Weed salad, be careful with your fan leaves. They will get you high. You may not think they will, but they will. They will. Nice. Tasty Uh, weed salad with some hemp dressing. That's right. That's right. (laughs) It's it's good for you. It will get you high. Be careful with the pot food. We warn all the time about the pot food. Uh, What's going on? Yeah, what's going on with uh, pot and teen, teen pot use in Denver? Is this a conclusive study or is this a... Well, this is an interesting one. It's an editorial from the DenverPost.com. Um, uh, the Denver Post is a pretty big newspaper, so I thought this is worth worth talking about a little bit. It says here, seeking answers. That it's titled "Seeking Answers on Teens and Pot." Um, the byline says, uh, "More research is needed on the effect the growing medical marijuana industry is having on teenage attitudes and usage." Um, and it starts out kind of. Uh, I didn't think it was very. Neutral. Seems like a, I don't know. Said uh, in the aftermath of Colorado's disorganized experiment with medical marijuana, questions have arisen about whether it is getting into the hands of teenagers and how it's affecting their attitudes about this drug. Um, the the editor the Denver Post editorialized that it would be uh, a public service. They think for researchers to look into what we see as the potential spillover effect of a burgeoning burgeoning medical marijuana industry. Such information would be useful given what seems to be a softening of attitudes toward marijuana legalization. Um, it goes on to say, were we talking about U.S. Uh, Representative Jared Paulus later in the, in the program? Yeah, we have in the next, very next story, actually. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, it mentions how he uh, planned to propose a change in federal law, but uh, so such a move would remove the conflict that states experience as they have tried to allow marijuana for medical uses. So their uh, Denver Post is behind that. Um, they said uh, well, the Jared Polis uh, thing, which we'll, 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 you'll cover next. But uh, the mer- medical marijuana is legal at the state level, but illegal at the federal level has been the cause for most of the problems here. Um, 
even though the you know we know that Obama said that he won't interfere with pop programs <laughs> operating legally under state rules, which we've already covered stories in just this program alone that that have uh, illustrated the opposite activity. Uh-huh. But uh, well, I mean, said, even uh, the states, even the states do it to their own people operating within state law. I mean, we saw that too in this story in San Luis right. Obispo. I mean, you know, yeah. Sorry. Yep. They said, uh, no, that's good. Uh, they said, still, we believe it's important to establish whether Colorado's medical pop uh, system is directly affecting use among teenagers. Anecdotally, there seems to be evidence. That's Look at how vague this is. Anecdotally, there seems to be evidence to support posing the question. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know what that evidence is. Somebody going, it's killing our youth. I don't know how that works. But uh, the uh, Christian Thurstone um, said uh, that substance abuse referrals um this he's a doctor who runs a substance abuse clinic at Denver uh Health Medical Center he he said he's seen a nexus he said that uh substance abuse referrals for marijuana have tripled since mid 09 uh which is when the state's medical marijuana system spiraled out of control with dispensaries popping up overnight like mushrooms um they said Thurston surveyed 76 teens in his program and found, oh, get ready for this. This is scary. He found 60 of them knew someone with a medical marijuana card. Um, this is, might be a, a slight bit more damning. Um, 37 of them said that they obtained marijuana from someone with a card. So, uh, I don't know. He said that they say, furthermore, the young people who got marijuana from a medical marijuana card holder were more likely to be frequent users. Yeah. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? Are they serious? I mean, if uh, if somebody's a frequent user and they really want pot, they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that figure out how to get it, right? That makes sense. Um, but Thurston told the Post that he intends to apply for federal funding to study this further. Denver says Denver Post says they think that's a pretty good idea, and uh, I don't know how you think about feel about this one, but I think that's a, a, a reasonably good idea as well. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm still just kind of <laughs> stuck at the, uh, you know, is it the med pot? They're like blaming it on med pot for increased teen use. I don't know. Yeah, I don't buy it either. I think it's a bogus argument from the get go. I think that's why I mostly want this because I know what's going to happen. I mean, we've done a lot of uh, research in the past and, and kept tabs on things really is what it comes down to. Keeping tabs on the effects that are happening. And most every medical marijuana state that I know of has less. Um, they 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 tend to see a decrease in in uh, teen well, and I mean it's just one of those things. So like you're you're 17 years old. Well, if you're 17, you likely have 18 year old friends, right? Mm-hmm. And at perhaps one of them has a medical card, so perhaps that person could get you marijuana from a dispensary. But mm-hmm. um, and there's still black market out there. And right. um, and it's the thing that. about the me- sorry, what? No, you're exactly right. Keep going. The thing about the medical cannabis thing is, like, look at alcohol. So you're 18, 19, 20. You've got 21-year-old friends. All you need are 21-year-old friends. They get a state-issued card that then allows them to go buy every 18-year-old they know booze if they want to, although it is a crime. They still do it. 
And the same, you know, so like the, everyone that's 21 qualifies to get them as much booze as they want. But like very right. few people that are 18 have medical cards. And you know, with uh, one difference, I think uh, they don't have a limit on booze. Well, it is a limit how much money you can come up with. As long as you can keep producing the money, which if they're different people trying to get the person that's buying it to get it for them, they're going to be different money sources and they're all going to come with their money. So that's not a problem, you know, so they can buy as much as they want. As many people come to them and say, tequila, please. No problem. But with the medical marijuana card holder, I believe usually they have some sort of limit that's, you know, Colorado's, Colorado's, uh, uh, the way they frame this argument, it's impossible for us to even talk about Colorado without comparing alcohol and marijuana with each other. Right. It's impo- they've, they've done so good. I'm so proud of Mason and, 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 hmm. and Paul and the book that they put out and the way that they have fought this to move forward there. They have framed it so pr- – I can't even talk about Colorado anymore without like getting into – and here's Safer. what I was going to get into this. Yeah. You, if I wanted to, I could go and buy every single drop of booze at a liquor store, every yep. single drop, and no one sure would can. stop me. Other Enough than to the kill fact yourself that, many times over. Oh yeah, and I mm-hmm. could take it and I could store it at my house, and I could go and do it again and store it again, and then bear, you know, I could right. have the biggest booze cash ever, and the cops come, and nothing. But. You know, all these states that are like limiting how much weed their patients can have. It really makes that kind of silly when you think Mm -hmm. about it from that perspective. All, you know, we fight so hard for these, for like Illinois to get your, how much weed were they going to allow you to have? You know, like we have to fight so hard for you to get that. Yeah, for SB 1381, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much were you? So intensely restrictive. Um, It was like, um, I think seven plants, but I thought they brought it down to six plants. And how many ounces uh, of product or whatever could you have? It was low. Um, I should have all this stuff on the top of my head. I've been down at the Capitol most of the time, most every day for the last month. But low, they make it such a big deal, so restrictive. You have to sign up with the state and blah, 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 and all this bullshit just to get your couple ounces, a few plants. But you could freaking fill... You could fill a foot if you could afford to do it. You could fill you could fill a ten acre farm with booze, load it up to the ceiling of the barn, and right. you know, I mean, as much as you want. And yep. uh, here we are, ridiculousness Biden. on its face. Ridiculousness. De- a bolder Democrat, Jared Polis. We'll get into that story now. He uh, he's a um, House representative uh, in U.S. Congress. And uh, he plans to uh, push a law through the new Congress this year that would decriminalize marijuana at the federal level. Uh, The reason Mm -hmm. he wants to do this is so that states with medical laws um, like Colorado or California or the such, they could treat it as they wish. Um, He says that he believes that this would uh, free up banks to allow dispensaries to um, use their services more. As we saw um, middle of this year, Wells Fargo stopped giving – uh, bank accounts to dispensaries and a lot of other major banks have too. And uh, so it's hard for dispensaries, people in the business to get, um, to get bank accounts. Um, and he's just uh, personally, they, I guess they're just sick of uh, clogging down courtrooms with marijuana cases. And they, mm-hmm. under, he believes if the federal government would just decriminalize it, then it could be dealt with at a local level so that states 
counties, cities could kind of act like they do in regards to alcohol. And there could be dry counties, wet counties, damp counties, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and have it kind of be regulated more on a local level. This is what they're pushing for. It's a Republican house. It's not going to happen, but, uh, write your Congressman. Um, like, yeah, you, you can definitely show them the support that this has like they don't know already, but you know, um, yeah. that's what's necessary. Let them know. It's, Totally what's necessary. Um, and um, so they want to, you know, they, they're uh, former U.S. attorney, the bottom of the story, former U.S. attorney Troy Eade, he has a different opinion. Uh, he does not favor full decriminalization, um, mm-hmm. but he does respect voters' approval of medical marijuana. However, he wants to see it put through a cl- clinical-like trial, just like other drugs. Quote, with all due respect, we just don't know the pros and cons of marijuana as medicine from a scientific perspective. It's very important we have a, a dispassionate conversation about this. Voters have said they want medicine. We should treat it like medicine. Hey man, I'm I'm not down with his point of view, but yeah, what he's saying there, I kind of find common ground. You know, let's it's what everybody in that cannabis uh, culture has been saying. I mean, you know, most he's of the right. people anyway. He's right. We do not know all of the pros. We don't know them all. We know a lot of the pros, we and we don't know of them, all of the cons. He's right. We right. don't know all of the cons, and there are some of both, but we know enough to know that the pros— if they check it more closely, that's just going to outweigh the cons heavily, yeah, right? Yeah, it's going to put them on a huge, big screen. It's going to put that—it's going to be that big, giant light that shines in the sky and paints an image, <laughs> and everybody's going to see it and go— Ooh, it'll make it nearly impossible. It would make it nearly impossible to, for them to defend their position if they. T- if yeah, they buddy. Let's do those clinical. Let's do those clinical trials. Let's let's mm-hmm. do that. Let's decriminalize it and uh, and get some federal money going into some clinical trials on marijuana. I think it's a good idea. Go for it, buddy. Yes. Yep. Yep. We'll even we'll even you know we'll even give you some sort of bureaucratic position if you want to make sure it's all done fair and everything. We. <laughs> We will do it. <laughs> oh. this, is a, this is an interesting uh, part to that story. Before we moved on, there's a it, it mentions here a David Copel. He's a, an adjunct law professor at the University of Denver. He says this is very interesting. What he said here, he said, and I quote him: "Marijuana was legal from the time when the Pilgrims showed up through the 1930s, and the country grew from humble beginnings to a world superpower with legal marijuana." couple said uh he goes on to say i think it's a waste of criminal justice resources oh god see that only just potentially makes the fact that we're so violent and out of our minds now it could have been an all pot's fault like that's what turned us into this like huge (laughs) oh wait no we weren't that we weren't like well yeah no yeah yeah Yeah. it was pot's fault Mm mm-hmm well, it wasn't Pot's fault in the state of Illinois, I'll tell you that much. Recently, uh, this is, uh, you know, I don't even almost, I don't even want to say this out loud. I feel like I am, I'm charged with the responsibility to inform our listeners about it. So I'll go on with it, but it sucks and I don't even want to say it out loud. The unfortunate reality, however, is that the Springfield, uh, uh, I don't even know if I can make up a crazy name for this group, um, in, a, in, a, in a grotesque display of irresponsibility, 
Um, the House, um, Illinois State House, rejected mar- uh, the medical marijuana bill, Senate Bill 1381. Um, it failed in the House uh, by a vote of 56 yes and 60 no. So it lost by four votes with uh, well over 25 different representatives that voted no, openly telling the bill's sponsor, uh, Representative Lou Lang, a Democrat from Skokie, um, that they thought this was fantastic legislation. They hope he gets it passed. So um, – if that, as if that isn't disgusting enough, the, unfortunate, the most unfortunate part of this scenario playing out the way it did is that uh, there's an influx uh, of new uh, Republican, kind of ideologically uh, Republican-leading, conservative uh, agenda-leaning folks uh, in the General Assembly. So it's almost definitely not going to get passed in uh, the next Assembly. So for the next couple of years, we're... We're going to be putting things on hold. This will uh, immediately upon uh, the rejection of this bill, Lou Lang announced on the House floor that this will be uh, restarted. He said he plans to reintroduce the bill in the next legislative session. He said, uh, I'm going to continue to press on this particular piece of legislation until I pass it. Next year, the year after, I'm a young man. I'll be here a while said uh, Lou Lang. He's uh, 61 years old, by the way. But uh, yeah, and he's a majority whip, so he's got some pull. Um, The Senate, I talked to the Senate um, numerous times, various members of the Senate, about the the bill on their side uh, of the process. And uh, it seems like the William Hayne, the sponsor in the Senate, is very uh, strong, very good person. Um, You know, I've mentioned somebody I talked to, a senator in the past, that said, uh, as far as the Midwest is concerned, adamantly, he said, it'll never happen in the Midwest, never in the Midwest. Well, I talked to that guy down on the same senator. He's still a senator uh, representing uh, central Illinois um, district, and he uh, uh, includes Peoria and Pekin and some other cities. But uh, he, he, he said he saw me and his face lit up. He remembered me. I'm the guy that bothered him about pot all the time. <laughs> and uh, he, in these exclusive events, because I was a leadership, you know, in leadership in school, I was in the board of trustees and stuff like that. So I get these these real expensive, like pay ta- you pay for the table and these exclusive things <laughs> that I would never have been at otherwise. And I would I would get these guys ears and talk to them about <laughs> pot policy. They love that to death. But he saw me and he stopped and he <laughs> said. I told him that I tell I talk about him on the show and he said, well, you know, when this went through the Senate, I voted for it. And, uh, I was not aware of that. Amazingly. I was so surprised. I wasn't aware of it. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. You know, I told him right there on the spot. I said, you know what? I'm going to mention you again. Yep. And I did. His name is Dave Kaler and he voted for this legislation. So it's a, that's a testament to the fact that somebody can be so, I mean, blatantly adamant about it. Absolutely not. It'll never happen. He said, never. Well, I guess there you go. Never say never, right? But he said it'll never happen in the Midwest. And here we have Michigan and uh, other states uh, pending. So um, we have it. I think it's arranged right now um, within the right people, the right Sam. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if the, the same sponsor, but it'll, they'll be connected. They know how this works. These guys, you know, William Haynes been with the Senate for quite a while. Um, uh, like I said, Lou Lang is a majority whip there in the, in the house, uh, in the general assembly. So start, start over back to square one. Um, it's in the right, it's in the best place it can be with these guys. I think, I think that, uh, throughout this process, we've educated a few people and, uh, we're just going to have to keep pushing. Unfortunately, I feel so sorry. My heart goes out to all the, uh, 
Illinois medical marijuana patients that are out there that um, you know will will unfortunately fail to get the protection they need you know to use the medicine that helps them to mitigate the circumstances that you know kind of steals their life away from them and I really don't think I can talk much more about that or I'm going to break up and start bawling on the show <laughs> it's just that much that's just that sickening to me so my heart goes out to all of them we'll uh we'll stick with it man and we'll we'll keep fighting these be sturds um, until we get this thing passed. And, and uh, you know, our, our, my heartfelt appreciation goes out to Representative Lou Lang and all of the people, all of my friends in this area that have worked so diligently on this effort. And, you know, that's just uh, the unfortunate reality is it's uh, sometimes it's tougher than we want it to be. And we'll keep up with it. Just like Lou said, you know, Lou said, until this thing is passed. And I'm glad that story's over with. For such a fight for such a restrictive law, man. Whoa. Isn't that something? Well, you know, at least now, since they didn't pass this, all those uh, gangsters and and criminals that were going to exploit this law aren't doing anything, you know, as far as illegal drug dealing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That totally put them out of business. Mm -hmm. They're not doing anything, you know? So it's good since, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. There we uh, go. And, and I heard yeah. synthetic cannabis is good. Apparently, we're moving to the research <laughs> bin, right? Yeah, we talked about that stuff and the ridiculousness of how they they uh, they keep calling it synthetic cannabis. It's not synthetic cannabis. It's intended to be. It's intended to be a stand-in. I get the context. I know what they're trying to say, but this is not fake pot. It's a substance in and of itself. And uh, in this case, they think researchers think that it may not be healthy to. Uh, consume. Um, the whole reason for this, uh, let me see here. According to the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, which we've all known, grown to love and trust, uh, smokable herbal blends marketed as being legal and providing a marijuana-like high, which from what I've, t- I've talked to a lot of people since we started covering the story, and people that have tried this, and they said it's not it's not at all like the same. They said it's bogus and it's, it's, it really should, they, they resent the comparison as well, as well, because it simply just doesn't compare on any level um, besides the fact that you smoke it and you expect to get some kind of a response, you know, a high or something. But uh, they, they've become uh, increasingly popular, particularly among teens and young adults, probably because they're gullible and because the prohibition has painted pot to be something that's ooh, so taboo and, and, you know, that gets them, you know, that, you know, the effect that has on teens. We've all, you know, those of mm-hmm. us that have been teens, I'm sure there's some teens listening going, yeah, man, <laughs> that's not what I'm intending to, to say to them. But, you know, they, they can even relate to what's going on. But uh, K2 and Spice are some of the most commonly known brands. But the, uh, the DA went on to explain that these products consist of plant materials that have been coated with research chemicals that mimic THC. Hopefully most people at least knew that much, um, which obviously that's THC, the active ingredient in cannabis. But WebMD.com, which I don't know how much I trust that either, either but they, uh, they stated that these products are spiked with powerful designer drugs and don't show up in drug that don't show up in drug tests. Um, initial tests found no illegal substances and didn't detect the active ingredients that could explain the high produced in users. <laughs> Can you see these guys all walking around this? It's on a table and they're like doing research, trying to figure out what makes it what makes it make you high. Um, although the synthetic cannabis drugs have been sold in local st- n- local shops and uh, over the net uh, internet for years. They've uh, never been really officially tested on humans. Uh, According to that website, um, WebMD.com, nearly all the chemicals used to make synthetic cannabis 
or were created for experimental use in animals and cell cultures, not humans. Um, and then uh, Sergeant Robert Bergeron with the Bridge City Bergeron. Police Department. Got that yeah, one. He, he chimed in and said that the side effects of using synthetic cannabis are, you list them as hyperventilation, anxiety, agitation, seizures in rare cases, and, uh, oh, seizures and in rare cases, death. Some other side effects include elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. The biggest issue with this drug, though, is the fact that since it isn't regulated, there's no set recommended dosage. Um, also, since it's relatively new to the market, long-term side effects have yet to be determined. They don't know anything about this stuff. But they really know one thing, um, that one of the chemicals used to make the drug, JWH018, excuse me, and its cousins have a chemical structure with known cancer-causing agents. Um, that also according to webmd.com, but they say JWH018 inventor John W. Huffman, PhD, told uh, webmd.com that, quote, it's like playing Russian roulette to use these drugs. We don't know a darn thing about them for real, end quote. Um, in November 2010, the USDEA used its emergency scheduling authority to temporarily control the five chemicals used to make fake cannabis, um, except as authorized by law, the action will make possessing uh, and selling the chemicals or the products that contain them illegal in the U.S. for at least a year while the DEA and uh, U.S. Uh, Department of Health and Human Services do an in-depth study to see if these products should be permanently controlled. Um, this from a USDA press release. The five chemicals being examined are JWH018, JWH073, JWH200, CP47497, and cannabacyclohexanol. All righty then. Um, also, according to the USDA, they've uh, the DEA, they've uh, received an increasing number of reports from poison centers, hospitals, and uh, law enforcement regarding the products. Fifteen states have taken action to control uh, one or more of them on a state level. Um, as I said, it's all kind of a moot point at this point. As of uh, the 1st of January, it's nationally, I think it's illegal across the, the country um, for a year, as, as they reported. Um, uh, DEA Acting Administrator, the beloved Michelle M. Leonhardt, said in a press release, quote, makers of these harmful products mislead their customers into thinking that, quote, quote, unquote, fake pot is a harmless alternative to illegal drugs. But that's just not the case. She didn't include the part that says cannabis is a much better alternative to any of this nonsense. But anyway, the source was from the United States Drug Enforcement Agency, uh, who we've grown to love and trust, along with WebMD. So... So there you have it. This stuff's not only a, kind of a silly idea, but it's really kind of uh, not good for you either. So, right. and, and, and a real tip, on the real tip, like the cancer-causing serious tip. But, you know, if you want to make it some distorted, um, completely perverted sort of uh, silver lining or, you know, kind of extra benefit, you could actually smoke a lot of this, get cancer, and then receive a legitimate card where you can use cannabis. What do you Whoa. think about that? I think that's a bad <laughs> idea. I think that's a yeah, bad idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> right. Cannabis right. agenda does not recommend this behavior. <laughs> Bottom line, uh, Spice, K, whatever, K2, I don't know what they call all this garbage. You know, Don't call it synthetic pot because certainly and not And don't that. smoke it. Yeah, all in all, just stay. We, we would recommend stay the heck away from this junk. You don't need the garbage. You don't Poke smart. Poke smart. Poke, some, good for poke you. some smart, guys. Poke some smart. Poke. 
Do it. Well, are we? Uh, no one's seen my highlighting down here. Do that was our last good. story for the day. Uh, is did yeah. we do this clip last week? This Rob Campia one, or is that for this week? Um, where's the producer? Know. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think so. What did we do last week for the end of the show? I just was wondering because it had the title from the last show down there still. I deleted it, but I was, I don't know. I thought maybe last week we did do this. It was my birthday show, so we did a funny one because I like it. It was funny. It was, uh, it was comedy. It was, uh, what's his name? What not, not to say. To, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Bill it was Hicks. Correct. You Bill did. Hicks. It was yep. Bill Hicks. Yeah, you okay. got it. All right. Yeah, so today cool. we're doing a Rob Campia interview on. Uh, Reason TV and Rob Campia is head of MPP. So uh, that'll be rolling at the end of the show. Hey, stick around for that one. Really appreciate all you guys that uh, put up with Uh, our BS and have helped us uh, turn this into uh, a really, really, really cool thing. We enjoy doing it every week. Um, We appreciate all the comments, all the questions, all the opinions and ideas. Keep sending them to us. Follow along canvasagenda.com. Email us at uh, info at cannabisagenda.com. Call anytime, 707-654-CAN-C-A-N-N, which And? International listeners. Yes. Please. We'd love to hear from what's going on in your neck of the woods. Please let us know. Yep. It's what happened in Romania. This is what's happening in Buenos Aires. This is what's happening in Mexico. This is what's happening in Canada, Canadians. Yeah. What's going on up there? A lot of people are asking us about that. Yeah, we will. We'd love to to hear from you guys. Uh, we love getting scoops from you guys, so um, that really helps. But anything, I mean, questions, comments, scoops, criticism, uh, whatever. If you know someone you think we should interview, whatever, just keep keep the keep the line of communication open between you and us, because uh, ultimately that's the best way for this show to thrive. Um, if you haven't already done so. Um, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, makes it really easy for you to keep up with the show. And also leave a review if you get a chance. Also, please follow us on twi- Twitter and Facebook if you're on there. You can search for us, Canvas Agenda, the Canvas Agenda. It's we're easy to find. Recommend us to your friends as well. Um, another episode. Ba-bam. Yeah. Bam. www.bam. Bam. 45. 45 in the bag. Thank you very much. All right. Peace <laughs> and pot, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time. You've been listening to The Cannabis Agenda, your weekly source for cannabis-related news and informed discussion. We podcast for an hour every Monday covering topics related to cannabis legalization, medical marijuana, and market-related information. You can follow online with us at CannabisAgenda.com. Gillespie with Reason TV, and today we're talking to Rob Campia, the founder and head of Marijuana Policy Project, which is celebrating its 15th anniversary. Uh, Rob, congratulations on that. What prompted you to start MPP 15 years ago? Well, 15 years ago, there had really been no one lobbying Congress in almost two decades on the marijuana issue. And so since I was living in D.C. at the time and I saw this gaping need, uh, I started up MPP in January of 95 with uh, two friends of mine. What's the absolute mission of MPP? 
The mission is to regulate marijuana like alcohol. Uh, you uh, recently, in a, in a, in a recent uh, press release, you uh, talked about uh, kind of 15 great things that hap have happened in the past 15 years about marijuana policy. What's been good about the past 15 years? Well, all the 13 state-level medical marijuana laws have been enacted in the last 15 years. Um, and so if you just try to think back to 15 years ago, medical marijuana being illegal across the entire country, public support for making marijuana legal for recreational use was down in the high teens or low 20s. Uh, so things have changed, not only with regard to passing these state-level laws, we also passed a, a marijuana decriminalization law in Massachusetts with 65% of the vote. And then the Obama administration has been the, the best presidential administration on the medical marijuana issue. Where that, now for that doesn't necessarily say very much. Though, doesn't right? say very yeah. much, no. But uh, I think that was a big victory for our cause because uh, when you have the you know, U.S. Attorney General uh, saying that the DEA and the, and, the, um, and the Attorney General's office is not going to uh, go after uh, medical marijuana providers in the states where it's legal, that then encourages more uh, activity on the medical marijuana issue because they don't have that fear of the federal thugs coming in and kicking in their doors. What, uh, what explains the shift in, uh, certainly in medical marijuana, I mean, kind of really starts in the in 96, right, with California and Arizona, um, but what, what explains the shift towards a more progressive, enlightened attitude towards medical marijuana? Well, I think that the, um, the public support for medical marijuana has been in the high 70s for many, many years. So I don't really see a change in polling on that. The reason that we've had progress in the last 15 years is because we've actually had some money to spend to take that public support and to turn it into actual policy change, meaning we have money to pay for lobbyists in Vermont or Rhode Island, or we have money to do a signature drive in Montana or Michigan. It's really just money that's converting it into actual policy change. What, uh, and now the uh, public opinion uh, as it's measured in polls for legalization of marijuana is also at an all-time high. Right. What, what do you think explains that? Because it's not as if this is the late 70s and use rates are climbing, mm -hmm. it, you know, or, or where it's very kind of common out in the public. What explains a, a kind of enthusiasm for legalizing or at least decriminalizing marijuana? Well, the Gallup uh, organization, which is the only organization that, that's done a consistent poll since 1969, uh, has uh, found that making marijuana legal, is how they word it, uh, has hit the support level of 44% nationwide in 2009, which is a far higher number than even in the 60s or the 70s. Um, the reason that it's climbing, I think, is a couple different things. One is the, uh, the proportion of the American population that's had some personal experience with marijuana, either personally or they've seen it, is at a higher level than ever before. You know, in the 70s, you, know, you, you point out that you know, use was kind of rampant. That's true. Late 70s, teenagers and college students were smoking openly in public. But the proportion of the entire American population that used uh, at some point in the 70s was, was lower mm -hmm. than what we have today. So that demographic change each year with the population becoming more comfortable with it, I think translates into support uh, for making it legal. And the other thing I think that's uh, happened is that when you have credible institutions and personalities talking about medical marijuana and that being in the news a lot, that's changed the image of a marijuana user from some um, you know, countercultural, uh, unemployed, uh, hippie-type uh, stereotype 
to people who are sympathetic, you know, grandma who has uh, cancer or the AIDS patient down the street, or Montel Williams with multiple sclerosis. So I think uh, having a more accurate image of marijuana users in pop culture has also then, I think, tur turned the heat off a little bit in terms of people's uh, desire to incarcerate. Who are the... Um who are the responsible drug users or marijuana users that are not medical marijuana users in, in the public view that you think uh, help change the image of the pot user from a kind of unemployed hippie slacker to people who are, uh, you know, smoking pot the way that some people drink martinis? Well, you know, it's, it, it's tough to really point to a, a few people. I think it's just the fact that there's so many... Uh, hundreds of, of uh, opinion leaders or celebrities that have actually come out. Um, you know, Carl Sagan was one, was one I think that was very important since he was a well-respected scientist and he was using for recreational use. I don't know how much play that got. I remember it very clearly because I work on the issue. But um, and then you have high-level politicians that I think is probably the most important because it 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 makes it harder for them to be hypocritical at least. So you have Newt Gingrich who is very open about his past use, Clarence Thomas, and then you have the last three presidents who have. Uh, uh, used marijuana, with, regardless of how honest they want to be about how they word their mm -hmm. their answers, um, and you know, and then uh, of course, almost every Democratic presidential candidate in the last uh, couple of cycles has admitted to past use. So I think when you have politicians who are the least likely to admit admitting it, it makes it easier for everyone else to admit. And you know, when, I think when they get around to admitting future drug use, then it'll totally be time for legalization. Yeah, that would be a game changer. What is uh, what is the uh, what are your hopes for the next fifteen years of MPP? What what are the uh, goals that you want to see achieved? Well, I just actually finished writing our three-year strategic plan for 2010 to 2012. And in that plan, I sketch out a future where in four years, we could pass uh, legislation on the federal level that would get the federal government out of medical marijuana entirely. So basically codify the Obama administration's informal policy. And then uh, making uh, marijuana completely legal in at least one state in the next three years, meaning California, Colorado, or Nevada. And that's for recreational or medical use. That's right. That would be complete treating it like alcohol in one of those states. So that's just the next three years. Since you asked me about 15 years from now, um, I fully intend on having marijuana be completely legal in the entire country 15 years from now. What, uh, what would be the benefits of legal marijuana? Uh, one is that instead of spending an enormous amount of government resources going after marijuana users, that it would instead uh, we would have legitimate businesses uh, making legitimate money and having employees who would be legal, uh, whether it's growing or selling or packaging or whatever. Um, so it's the money issue. Secondly, uh, with 800,000-plus marijuana arrests a year, almost all of which are for simple possession, that's an enormous wear and tear on the criminal justice system. So by making marijuana legal, you're, you're allowing the police to focus on uh, real crime. Um, you're helping the, the, the workload of the public defenders, the courts being clogged, judges' time, and jail space. So there's a, the whole criminal justice system would be, would be uh, um, helped with it. And with marijuana in Massachusetts, when we decriminalize just for personal possession, uh, we overnight reduce the arrest rate uh, for all offenses in Massachusetts by 6%. Um, and so 6% might not sound like a lot, but if, you know, if you're an overworked uh, public defender, mm -hmm. taking 6% of your, of your docket away would be a really good thing. Uh, so there's all kinds of benefits, not to mention, of course, that if marijuana were completely uh, legal and, and regulated like alcohol, then people who need it for medical purposes would just be able to go down, down to the store and get it. 
Well, I want to thank you and uh, congratulations you. on the first 15 years. I would hold a blunt up if I had one uh, to uh, wish you well for the next 15. Thank you very much. For Reason TV, I'm Nick Gillespie, and I was talking with Rob Campia, founder of the Marijuana Policy Project.